Gray Ward, you are a successful ski and snowboard instructor. What advice would you give to newer instructors that aren't as handsome as you? It takes, it doesn't come easy. It takes years of practice, lots of lunges. You gotta look good to snowboard good. And I've already checked that off. So I would just say, listen to your peers and do the opposite. Hello, and welcome to the Snowmass Extreme Podcast. I am your host, Jason Hartman, but I'm better known as Tigger. El Tigre, if you're speaking Spanish. This season, I spoke with East Smith Award winners about life in Snowmass Village. When did you move to Snowmass, and why? I moved to Snowmass in 2012. Why did I move to Snowmass is because I heard wonderful things coming out of Snowmass. I did my Cert 3 prep at Snowmass when I was working at Beaver Creek. I moved to Beaver Creek in 2010 and was working in their snowboard division and then their private division, working on my Cert 3 over there. When I achieved my Cert 3 that second year, I got a demotion in pay and I thought that was odd considering I just got my Cert 3. So I really enjoyed Snowmass. I reached out to Snowmass and was hired immediately and told Vale where Vale could go. And that's how I got over here. Since moving to Snowmass, have you ever moved away? Why would I? It's the greatest place on earth. So no, I am not moving away. I will not move away. And I actually have trouble going down roundabout, which is tough. Do you have a favorite memory at Snowmass or with the snowboard team? Our rookie year was a great year. It was me, Matt Hooks, Kerry, Wade, Martine, uh, a lot of the guys that are still here and still amazing. And we had a lot of fun, and uh, we just felt involved from the beginning. We had the best rookie party ever at the ARC. Uh, Matt Hooks, uh, the party planner, got vodka sponsors, beer sponsors. Uh, <clears throat> they had to hose us all down with ice-cold water to get us out of the hot tub. I mean, it was, it was an epic uh, rookie year party. Can you uh, recall either funniest or craziest story here that you either witnessed or were involved in? I don't know if anyone brought up the battle for Base Village yet, probably. 300 just came out. Someone had the idea that we would be the Spartans. Uh, we would form a, what's it called, phalanx? Form a wall. So snowboards make perfect shields. Uh, and you had drums. Yeah. I don't even know where you got that big drum. And we had the Battle of Base Village. We didn't tell anyone on the ski side. We just formed a phalanx. Uh, there is a YouTube video if you ever need to check it out. And then we started our phalanx and marched towards the 7 to 17-year-old kids program pros. And they didn't know what was coming. Uh, 
but there was definitely a shield wall coming at them. So they grabbed their poles and tried to defend themselves, but were quickly pushed into the ski racks. <laughs> yeah, there's always those fun antics down there. What else was down there? Was it the Battle of Base Village? The employee calendar that never took off. I don't know how much I can say about that. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> what else we got? How has Snowmass changed since you first moved here? How's it stayed the same? Housing still sucks. It's very hard to find housing here. How has it changed? Uh, well, we had COVID. So that was a change. As far as me changing, I went from being the top most amazing instructor on the mountain on the snowboard side to becoming a ski coordinator. Uh, anyone that will say otherwise, I will punch them right in the wiener. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We've had wonderful ski seasons. I remember my first season, I think, was really amazing. 2012 or 2013. Last year was really amazing. How would you describe Snowmass to someone you've never met, but you want them to know how much the people and the place mean to you? There's so many things about this place that don't happen other places. So we have a Tuesday gathering in the locker room where we share a beer together. We meet at bars after work. We have social events, whether it be ice skating, Trivia night, cross-country skiing, go-karting. We do a lot of things that get everyone involved. Hooks brought the Snowboard Olympics, which is just a great thing. Gets us all together every year. We have the end-of-season party, which is wonderful. We have the pond skim, the end-of-resort party. Uh, one of the things that happens here is... We do a welcome back party that never happens in any other places. My first year, uh, our welcome back, they put us on the gondolas at Ajax, gave us champagne and blankets. And then at the top, we had shrimp and stay. I mean, it was ridiculous. So it's not only a great place, but the company seems to take care of the employees. So, you know, they care about us. They pay us well. And they show it in as many ways as they can. We are not just a number. Hello, listeners. Are you enjoying the Snowmass Extreme podcast? Would you like to hear more content just like this? Subscribe to the Snowmass Extreme podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and tell your friends. Because it's a big-ass mountain and there are free refills for everyone. Another southern boy. Oh man, old Greymunda. Yeah. What a card. He is so silly. Gray <laughs> He is awesome. Gray has been such a great guy. Such a great smile. Gray, good old boy from South Kakalaki. Who sold out, became, became a uh, skiing coordinator. Still love him. You know we're recording this, right? I do. Okay. Gray War is probably the main person that really got me over here and I can thank him for that all the time. I remember him coming over to Beaver Creek. He still had like a client. He was in Aspen uniform and I still remember 
him being like, you you need to come over as soon as possible. Like you can even jump ship mid season. And I was like, all right, I'm going to wait till next year. And he just really pushed me out of my comfort zone from leaving a place I worked at for so long. And I'm so glad he did. Great personality, very outgoing, very talented on a snowboard. Not the greatest rider, but a strong rider. Knew the hoops he had to get through. Feels like he wants to be part of a, a of a group. Enjoys that social side. But just a genuinely good guy, which like I say, it seems to be a theme. I just randomly saw him, I think, cruising around Aspen in the offseason in his tracksuit. He owns it. He lives it. Gray War is the man. I met Gray War on that one winter that I went and worked to Park City. Yeah. And I think he was talking to us and trying to get a sense of whether maybe he wanted to move over here. <laughs> so, you know, that's our little bit of history. And, yeah, it was cool when that one season he showed up and he's been here ever since. Uh, Gray, I am his senior. Yeah, that's right, I am. So I was here before Gray. I remember when Gray first got here. I remember hating him because he was from Vail. And then I remember he and I becoming, you know, just the best of friends, honestly. We we do a lot together. You know, we we see each other all the time. We hang out with, with each other. And Gray's a great, he's a great person. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a great dad. Um, he's a good friend. Um, but I think if you're going to tell a story about Gray, it would be, sort of the exact, I mean, you can literally flip this story on its head. It probably didn't take 15 minutes, but I think he did do the same thing as Pete, where he went into a hostile environment as a snowboarder, right? He got a job as a coordinator for the adult ski team of Snowmass Colorado. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that's, mm, yes. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, you know he's, he doesn't have a Norwegian last name either, does he? You know what I mean? So he got this job and I think, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know what the old men were doing, but I'm pretty sure they were probably like peasants too, you know. Ah, you know, they probably had their pitchforks out, uh, ready to skewer poor old Gray. And man, that smooth talking southern accent whipped those boys. They, they they fell for it instantly. And I see it every day. And he's good. I mean, he's good. You know what I mean? He's good at what he does, and they recognize it and and he charmed them up. And uh and every day you can go into that office and watch these old men come in there and talk to Gray like like he is literally their favorite grandson. You know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> like they love him. They truly do love him. So yeah, I think that's the story I'd tell you about Gray is how he walked into the adult ski school and just kind of won over every every sixty year old man on the planet. Was Gray a snowboard instructor? No, I know he was. Gray's great. You know, Gray's great at whatever he does. He doesn't have to fake anything. Gray War, another good old Southern boy. Southern boy is kind of like the Australian. It's just salt of the earth. And Gray is no exception to that. Like, he's amazing the way he's, as a father, just like his whole countenance of, he's just like, oozes cool. I like his style. Gray was one of those awards where you knew the place was going to come down when he won it. I told the story about him. He's got a million funny stories because he's just hilarious. He had Jenna Bush, who was um, George Bush's daughter in class, and he had no idea because her last name's Hagar. And he goes, what's your name? She's, she's like, Jenna Hagar. He's like, Sam Hagar, your dad? She goes, like, no. He's like, you'd be a whole lot cooler if he was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just great just being hilarious. I love that guy. If you ever go to the bathroom in the timber mill, <laughs> I don't know if it's up still, but he's the one that made the presidential stall in the women's and men's restrooms. And who would think to do that besides Matt Hooks? 
But then who would do it? Gray War. Oh, I know Gray a little bit. And uh, we've kind of built a relationship, me, him, and his wife, on a game called Catan. When I grew up, I used to play chess with my dad. And my dad refused to ever let me win. And he'd rub it in my face. And I was a giant nerd. I would go to chess chess club because I was homeschooled. I was, you know, socially awkward and a nerd. Anyways, eventually I got good. I finally started beating my dad. And he stopped playing chess. When I met Gray, I eventually lived with him. And like he'd come into my room, fart in my room, close the door and run out and laugh. But we would play this game. And he would smoke us. Me and his wife, Marianne, absolutely smoke us and just laugh at us. Right. And just eventually we started winning and it just crushed him. And I, I just had this flashback of when I was little and like getting beat by my dad at chess. And now I'm playing this, you know, stupid game with Gray. And if I was going to ever say anything about me and Gray's relationship, I mean, I could say we've, there's, there's a lot of stuff we've done, but I feel like this, this game's kind of put these pieces together and kind of connected him and me in a way that, you know, has always been positive. We just went through all of these names, and they're very unique individuals. But I feel like there's a thread that ties them together and why they are all East Smith Award winners. What do you think that thread is? What I think that thread is, is I think that thread is team building, someone that uh, people look up to, someone that people go to. Uh, you know, it's it's... For me, it was always something I aspired to be. You know, you look up to these guys and they are pillars of their community, pillars on the team. And there's a reason for that. And, you know, if you talk to any of these guys, you'll know why. It's who they are. What does the E. Smith Award mean to you? Uh, The E. Smith Award, what that means to me is it's also called the Mind, Body, Spirit Award. Um, and I think that's a good name for it as well, because it, it is the person that embodies anything and everything that we want out of our team. It is the person that signifies everything that should be the Snowmass Pro. If you look back at all the award winners, it, those are the leaders of this organization on the snowboard side and anyone and every one of them you can go right up to and talk to and they will just be the most amazing person which is hard to say because you have to be amazing to get hired onto the snowmass snowboard team so how do you find someone that represents the best of the best so that is what it is. It is the person that is all-encompassing. And it's not the person that gets the most request hours. It's not the person that, you know, gets the most group hours. It's, it's more than that. It's much more than that. Um, it is... 
It's the embodiment of the snowboard team. It's what you should strive to be. I think that's perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Gray. Your humble nature always makes me smile. And I couldn't agree more. The Snowmass Snowboard team is an amazing group of people, and I love being a part of it. If you like this show, please share, rate, and review us on your podcast app. Our theme music is by Lonnie Betts and the Squeaky Sneaker Band. Until next time, stay healthy and be excellent to each other. So the housing was a problem. What is the question again? <laughs> and then when I came to Snowmass, it felt more like a family. So they were inviting. They took care of you. We try and welcome people in with open arms. We try and get to know them as people, at least after their second year. I mean, you don't get to know the people that are here the first year. It's kind of a rule. You don't talk to them. <laughs>